As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Killer Queens, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Torella. And I'm your better, prettier, younger host, Tori. We're sisters who are obsessed with true crime. And love gal palin with you about cases. You can expect the occasional curse word, lots of friends quotes, and all the 90s nostalgia. To get in on the conversation, check us out at KillerQueensPodcast.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at KillerQueensPodcast. And we're on YouTube at Killer Queens, a true crime podcast. Okay, y'all, grab your Capri Suns or your Surge, and let's talk about some true crime. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Killer Queens. You know. <laughs> I'm Tori. I'm Torella. And, and we have a special oh, guest. I can't, Stop even, I can't even shut up about it. Okay. Stop talking. <laughs> it's my turn. Okay. We have a special guest here. Say hello, Sloan. Hi. Ah! Oh, we both did. Ew, <laughs> same exact noise. Yeah. You guys didn't know it, but she's here. But you guys all know her. Yeah. Oh, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So we uh, took a trip down to Savannah, and uh, now we're doing a recording in person, IRL. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. So we're going to do Shanna Share today. So thank you to Sloan for the research. No problem. We can say it in person this oh. time. And thank you for being here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for being here. Oh. <laughs> no, Love no, it. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Also, we need to thank these people for requesting the case. All the people. Lots of people. Sarah Fox. Cherish. Sarah Leva. Taylor McStutes. Nicolette Recasi. I'm sorry. Amy Hart. And Addie Murphy. Hey, girl. Hey, thanks. You want to get right into it? Yeah. Uh, although, oh, remember we about the Patreon. So, oh, in case you're looking for more episodes, check out the Patreon. We've got lots and lots and lots of shit on there for you. And also, if you want to listen to episode by episode coverage of Snapped, check out our new podcast. Oh, Snapped! Yeah, we have lots and lots of yummy snacks. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, come hungry. <laughs> no, okay, all right. So we'll re- strike that from the record. Okay, so. <laughs> We begin this case on Friday, January 10th, 1992. This this one's a doozy. It's so sad. This is one of the more, I don't want to say more sad cases, but, you know, like. It's rough stuff. It's brutal, yeah. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's just heartbreaking. 12-year-old Shanda Scherer was staying the weekend with her father when two girls knocked on the door 
So at that time, her parents, they were, I think, newly divorced. Yeah. She and her mom had just moved, but she was staying the weekend with her dad. And these girls knock at the door. So this is 15-year-old Hope Rippey and Tony Lawrence. They ask if Shanda wanted to come out and go for a ride with them to see a girl named Amanda Hervin. Is that how you say her name? I think so. Okay. Amanda and Shanda had become close since Shanda moved to town and had recently become romantically involved. Do we, does it say, I'm sure it says it somewhere how old Amanda is, because I know that kind of comes up. Yeah, with I think her it mom. says it later, but I feel like she's 15. 15, okay. Because I, I know made, she's I a. I made that up. It's been a minute. Yeah, so I know she's a little bit older, at least yeah. a couple years older. Mm-hmm. And Shanda's 12. Shanda's 12. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, you say like, She's a little bit older, but that... But Shanda's 12. Exactly. Like, compared to a small child. Yeah, 15 to 12 is a big difference at that time. 15 or 16, whatever she is. Definitely. Especially with 16. God. Shanda, of course, wanted to go, but she told the girls to come back later after her dad was asleep. So, they do. They go fart around whatever they're going to do, come back. And they told Shanda they're going to go meet Amanda at the Witch's Castle, which is... First of all, it sounds horrifying. Or right. if you're in Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. It's a fun time. Well, but horrifying not until if a you're a kid. Like the black handle. Exactly. It becomes a whole different true. issue. It's a whole thing. True, true. So I don't see anything about black flame candles in in this, but we we just don't know. Is there a Thackeray Binks around? or Thackeray! Oh, my God. You know who we should get to listen to this? Who? Jason Marston. He was the voice of Thackeray. Oh, oh my God. I feel like it's going to be quite the uh, task to get him to listen, but we I've can met sure him. try. I've met him. Oh, aren't you special? She sees him in Nashville every time she goes to Nashville. I've had what? a little Instagram correspondence. Oh. I mean, it could happen. I'm just too ashamed to fancy. ask. I know. I'm basically famous. <laughs> he he like is like, why how do you why do you know me though? I know. Like he's such a sweetheart though. Yeah. Like, so, I think you know why I know you. I know, <laughs> exactly. right? Like, I think I grew up in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just watched a goofy movie. So <laughs> But I feel like maybe somebody else could make the make the jump to be like, hey, she's got a podcast and also she's adorable. And then it would be, you know, it would be fine. And I wouldn't have to do it myself. Yeah, but you're so the one that knows this him. somebody? Uh, somebody Instagramming him. Sure. Mm-hmm. And who is this somebody? Sloan. Oh, okay. <laughs> got it. We volunteer you as tribute. I mean... <laughs> I do a lot of things for the podcast. I'll just <laughs> slip this in there. Slide into his DMs. Yeah. Right? I'll yeah. slide into his DMs for you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So they're going to go to this horrifying abandoned house called the Witch's Castle, which everybody just like hung out at. Yeah. Apparently it was like a chill place that they all went. Teenagers like a- do weird stuff. Well, yeah. yeah it's, it reminds me of like an 80s movie where it's like, we're going to go down Devil's Backbone. Yeah. You know what we're I mean? We're going to go out at the pit. Yeah, like yeah. an Uncle Buck situation, but like where they all hang out, the teenagers at the party or whatever. But you would like bring a broom. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Shanda. Yeah. Shanda was not aware of it, but they were not bringing her to meet Amanda. And Hope and Tony were not the only two girls in the car with them. Shanda gets in the car and then this girl 16 year old melinda loveless was hiding under a blanket in the back seat so amanda i'm sorry melinda is amanda's ex-girlfriend they dated for like a year and they've recently broken up i guess That's just before they got together we years. 
So exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. A, yeah. That's a long time yeah. in high school like that. So Melinda had a knife on her and she was pretty much out for vengeance. And they also brought their friend seven. Well, Amanda's. I'm sorry. God, Melinda's friend. We need a friggin family tree here. I know. I'm there getting a lot all of the names. The yeah. 17 year old Lori Tackett. Melinda. OK. Trigger warning for just everything that breaks her heart. Melinda came out of her hiding spot and threatened to slit Shanda's throat if she didn't confess to stealing Amanda from Melinda. This was her whole thing. She was convinced that the only reason that Amanda broke up with her was because of Shanda. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know what the exact timeline was, but it seems like they had broken up and maybe... It seemed like they had broken up before yeah. Shanda came into the picture. Yeah, because she only recently moved there. Yeah. So, but I, it, obviously, it seems like Melinda had to focus her hate on somebody. Something. Yeah, yeah. Somebody. And she chose Shanda, even yeah. though sometimes you just don't work out. Maybe you're just 16, 17, and you're not right for each other. Yeah. Maybe Weird. you want to, like, sow your wild oats or whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, that's fine. Yeah, do you ever think about that? Yeah. Yeah. So Shanda tried to talk because she's saying you have to confess to stealing her. And then she tries to talk and Melinda's like, well, that's not going to work for me either. So they take her to the witch's castle where Tony and Hope, Melinda told them that they were just going to scare her. And initially, Melinda told them they were just going to a concert and then they drive to Shanda's house. And then she's like, actually, we're going to scare this girl. So the whole night has gone horribly awry for most people. It's going right for on everyone plan. everyone involved except for Melinda. Yeah, for Melinda. To hell in a handbasket. Maybe Lori, though. I don't know. Maybe I think Lori, Lori knew. knew what was going yeah. On. For seven hours, they tortured Shanda. They took her to a trash dump where Melinda and Lori stripped her and beat her up. They were punching her. They kneed her in the mouth many, many times. She was bleeding. Horribly, Hope and Tony say, and I guess Melinda and Lori corroborate that they didn't get out of the car. Melinda tried to slit Shanda's throat, but the knife was too dull, so she stabbed her in the chest. They also cut her legs. Um, The two older girls, so Melinda and Lori, strangled Shanda with a rope until she passed out, and then they put her in the trunk, assuming she's dead. Then they, all four girls, drive back to Lori's house to get cleaned up, and they were going to drink sodas in celebration. I think that, like, all the things that have gone wrong is a real testament to how young and immature and, well, stupid, because they're yeah. trying to kill, hurt somebody and kill yeah. somebody. I think that's a real testament, because, like, they brought a knife that was too dull. Yeah. And then they strangled her until they thought she was dead, but uh-huh. she was passed out or whatever. Yeah. I feel like that's a very big, like... We are too young. Yeah, you didn't well, think this through. Yeah, yeah, and then they were like, hey, guys. I mean, you're always too young for murder, though. So. Yeah. Sprites are on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, let's get wild and get some sodas, yep. whatever that is. Yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So they thought she was dead, but she starts screaming from the trunk. And they're like, well, fuck, that didn't work out. So Lori goes back to the trunk and stabs Shanda Moore. And then she and Melinda drive off with Shanda still in the trunk. So now Hope and Tony are not even with them anymore. Melinda and Lori, this guy's is horrible. They beat Shanda and sodomized her with a tire iron before they go back to Lori's house. And Hope and Tony had just been waiting in Lori's room, and they didn't know necessarily what was going on, like what the other girls were doing. And Lori's dad even came in and was like, hey, guys, where's Lori? Um, who the fuck are you? Like, because <laughs> these girls, I don't think, house. met any of them until tonight. And they're just like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know. She'll be back soon. Like, they didn't say anything like, hey, there's a girl that's really hurt or... Yeah. You know, they didn't say They're anything. doing terrible, terrible things. Yeah. So Melinda and Lori return in the morning. They gather up Tony and Hope, and they updated them and let them know that all the things that they had done, and they're laughing about it. They think it's hilarious. They go to a gas station. They get a two-liter Pepsi. They pour it out immediately and replace it with gasoline. Then they drive to a place where they thought would be remote enough that no one would find Shanda. And Lori and Melinda at this point want Hope and Tony to get out and see what they had done to her. And I don't know if it's like, and they tried not to get out of the car. They were like, no, I don't want to see it. I don't know if they were trying to do a whole like, you're in it with us now. Like for sure, you can't tell on us because you'll get in trouble. Like why? I don't know really otherwise why they would want to. That's what they were trying to do, especially because like, I think they say it in a minute, but like they really tried to actively get the other girls involved yeah in everything so i thought it was kind of like a no you're in this with me yeah this This is happening it's like jawbreaker yeah yeah you're in it yeah and Lori told hope i mean forced her to get out of the car and pour gasoline on shanda so they're all arguing about what's going on and shanda is still not dead and she's She's, like, clinging to life at she's, this point. Yeah, yeah she's clinging to life, and she's whimpering mommy. Ugh. That's, it's so heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. I mean, like, think about when you were 12. And, like, mm-hmm. that's what, that's how old she is, and all this is happening to her. Yeah, and she just wants her, she's a, she's, she's a child. Like, yeah, Melinda is, what, 16, 17 at this point? I know I just said it, but I forgot. But, the. How do you not look at a 12-year-old and think this is a child? Mm-hmm. No matter... Yeah, they don't even look, like, grown up in any fashion. No, absolutely they look not. Like babies. Yeah, they look like that's babies. That's why we always say anybody who's younger than us, we're like, they're 12. Yeah. Exactly. They're 12. Yes. Yeah, and that's your definite, like, yeah, your standard for a kid. They take her out of the trunk and wrap her in a blanket, and at Lori's insistence, Hope was the first to pour gasoline on Shanda, and then they lit her on fire and drove away. But Melinda wanted to make sure that Shanda was dead this time because of history. 
So they go back, and Melinda poured more gasoline on her, and once she was obviously dead, they finally left. Then they go to McDonald's and get sausage biscuits, which they compared to Shanda's burned body. Oh, my God. Isn't that... Na- While laughing about it. And how like, could you ever eat a sausage biscuit again? Right? Yeah, how are these girls not, like, throwing up, flipping out, like, oh, my God, I can't believe what I just did. Like, and it seemed like Tony and Hope didn't want to do it. But, like, how could you go in and eat? Yeah. You're just okay with this? No, there would be no eating. No. Mm-mm. My, str- my anxiety would straight up not allow it. Yeah. Like, wh- what the fuck? So, who was Shanda Scherer? In 1991, Shanda was 12 years old. She had just moved to New Albany, Indiana from Kentucky after her parents had divorced. She and her mother, Jackie, were trying to figure out a new normal, and Shanda was trying to make friends at her new school. So she meets Amanda Hervin in school, and they become pretty instantly close. And Amanda actually went on Dr. Phil after all this and said that Shanda was actually the one to make the first move toward a romantic relationship versus just being friends. In October of 91, Shanda and Amanda attended a school dance together. And this is where all the trouble starts because they run into Melinda, who is friggin' pissed because she sees them together. But at that point, they're 100% broken up. Yeah. Have you ever met a teenage girl, though? Well, that's true. Maybe she thought there was still a chance. Yeah. Well, it's like very much if I can't have you, then no one can. Yeah. And your emotions are all. (sighs) Yeah. But you don't have her anymore. And it's like, um, what? My best friend's wedding, like, who's chasing you? Nobody's chasing, like. But I feel like Melinda was like Mugatu. Like, I I, could have had you. I didn't want you. No, I want you. I I can't have you. Yeah. Yeah, that that definitely happens. So immediately she starts threatening Shanda, and she talked about killing her to all kinds of people. Right? Like, she had no, like, filter on it. Mm -mm, She was telling everybody. Did no one take her serious? I mean, obviously no one took her seriously. Amanda said she didn't take her seriously. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, but Amanda, she did say that when Melinda told her about how she was going to kill Shanda, that she told a youth prosecutor and told them, like, about the threats. And she also gave them letters that Melinda had written that included threats towards Shanda. And she said that they said they were maybe going to have a meeting, like, with the parents. But I guess in her mind, she's like, I gave them the information. Like, I assume they're going to do something with it. I feel like Amanda thought, like, she's probably not going to do it. But it's scary enough to where I feel like something needs to be done. Yeah. She's obviously pissed. Yeah. And she also told her dad about it. And he told Shanda's mom. So there were people that knew about it. And Melinda's, I mean, Melinda was relentless. She didn't stop. So her bullying got so bad that Jackie transferred Shanda from her school, Hazelwood Middle School, to Our Lady of Perpetual Help Catholic School. The move didn't stop Melinda. If anybody thought, okay, she's, they're not in school together, this will stop it. Like, unfortunately, they were wrong. Um, I'm sure it just bolstered that for her, you know? Yeah, she's just... Even like more challenge pissed. accepted. Yeah. yeah. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So she decided, this is enough with the threats. I need to make good on it. It needs to happen at this point. So on January 10th, 1992, Melinda gathered her three friends. And Hope, it was just Hope that had just met Melinda the night before. And together they bullied, tortured, and killed poor Shanda. Yeah, can you imagine, like, just meeting somebody? And then, like, they're like, hey, by the way, we're going to go scare the crap out of this kid. Yeah, I feel like that's all the more reason to be like, tell somebody. Like, you just met this girl. You don't have loyalty to her. No. But I guess... someone know. Yeah. (laughs) But was she just trying to fit in with the group? Yeah, I was telling you earlier that all my stories are with my best friend, Sarah. And so she would have been the friend that was like, nope, mm mm-mm. And like pointed us all out. Exactly. Ratted us out in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I've said it all day long. I don't care who it is. Even Torella, who's my ride or die, I will fucking throw you under the bus in a second absolutely sing like a canary yep especially for something like that be like sorry boo love you but no yeah this is not gonna work on the morning of january 11th 1992 two hunters found shanda's beaten and burned body so uh, you know again not thinking it through they're like nobody's gonna find her here they literally found her the next day (laughs) melinda Almost immediately found Amanda, so that it was the same day that Shanda's body was found. So she, I don't know, was this at school? Like she went, I guess it was at school. I never like found anywhere yeah. where specifically she found Amanda. Yeah, but she almost immediately went to Ma- Amanda. But it's like, yeah, did, are you just going about your normal day? I just don't get it. Like you've brutally, like with a tire iron and the things that she did like why why that i just don't understand it's it's horrible why torture her but she told amanda everything and she even showed amanda the bloody trunk and shanda's bloody clothes but everyone involved have been sworn to secrecy i feel like at if nothing else it shows the immaturity there because amanda's like hey girl look what i just did yeah like the fact that she immediately needed to tell her yeah, yeah and the, like five it. minutes before she's like nobody say a word yeah, yeah. everybody keep the secret and then she's like i can't i gotta tell somebody yeah, yeah. and did she think amanda was gonna be like oh my oh god my cool god. good for you you really love me yeah yeah, yeah exactly that's impressive. you think i'm pretty yeah <laughs> no that's not cool melinda but even even showing her all that, Amanda still said that she didn't believe Melinda at that point. But she said that she did end up telling her dad. But like she believed her enough to report her the first time. Right. So then you and see then, all these bloody things. And yeah, even if she says like, I didn't super I didn't like really believe that she was going to do it or I didn't really believe it. But you believed her enough to 
tell yeah. somebody the first time and you believed her enough to tell your dad this time. Yeah. Well, and like what is ended up telling her mean? Like how long did it take her to tell her dad? That's are we talking regular time or teen time? Because teen time would be 20 seconds. Yeah. But real time might be like a couple of days. She went home. My guess is eventually would be like she she had to weigh it out first and like just, really have a panic attack about it. So maybe like an hour instead of 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tony and Hope were not going to be able to keep that secret for long anyway. Their consciences were eating at them. So they ended up telling their parents and then they all went to the police station and can you imagine being the parents? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're like, what? You were supposed to go to a concert last night. Like, four girls hanging out. What is the worst that could happen? Parents are like, chicken soup didn't prepare me for this. It did not. <laughs> chicken soup for the chicken teenage soul, for the soul failed me. Right? Yeah. I thought you guys <laughs> were going to be sitting around telling, like, um, love stories or something. Yeah. Or it, Playing girl talk. Yeah. At the worst, <laughs> painting your nails black. Yeah. yeah. God. So the next day they're all arrested because obviously. Yeah. So nobody tell anybody and then it's instantly done. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll hide her body where nobody will ever find it. And yeah. yeah, boom. Which is a good thing. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't take long to find them. But yeah, right. obviously. Like I'm sure like everybody else is like, God damn it, Amanda, you were not supposed to hide it under the like flag of the football field. Melinda. <gasps> You said Amanda. You did it too. I did it too. Yeah, I blame you. <laughs> I know it's my fault. So they are actually all tried as adults, but they did accept plea bargains, which avoided them getting the death penalty and gave them lighter sentences too. Because, I mean, had they pleaded not guilty, I mean, they just had obviously way too much evidence against them too. They were. Yeah. Can you imagine order. a jury like, oh, excuse me? Yeah, yeah. you're all guilty. Yeah. But then again, Casey Anthony did get off. Right, yeah. But this was definitely more hardcore evidence. Yeah, oh yeah, for real. But uh, Tony Lawrence and Hope Rippey received lighter sentences for their participation. Uh, Tony got 20 years and Hope was given 50 years, uh, 35 with parole. Tony was released in 2000 after serving nine years. Hope was released in 06 after serving 14. That's pretty impressive. Good for them. Yeah, mm -hmm. it worked out well for them, for sure. Um, Melinda and Lori both got 60 years. And Dr. Phil did a special in this case because we already mentioned that Amanda was on it. Um, he interviewed Hope also, and he talked to Shanda's mom, Jackie, and her sister, Paige. They all have just as a side, as an aside... Very interesting spellings of their uh -huh. names. Page was my favorite. Yeah. With a J. Yeah. P-A-I-J-E is Page. And Jackie is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E, like Jacqueline. So I guess it's probably short for Jacqueline. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was very interesting. Q-U-E. Yeah. And then they have Shanda, which is Jack a pretty Hugh. name too. Yeah. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So in Hope's interview, she explained that she was bullying Shanda that night and thought that this would all just be fun and games, which is like, I mean. In what way is bullying fun and games? Exactly. Well, yeah. As somebody who's been bullied, no. Yeah. Well, that makes it all, all the more sinister because, you know, you think about her excuse for what happened, but then you look back on like the jokes about the sausage biscuits and yeah. laughing about the corpse and stuff it's just like yeah that's what i'm wondering if they really didn't want to have any part in it then why seemingly have so much fun after yeah and i mean i know that they said that you know they said they were afraid of what melinda and lori would do lori would do to them but i was scared to say anything because i didn't know what was happening i just didn't know what to do I didn't know how to stop it. I know that it's selfish and I know that it's wrong, but I didn't want to make them angry with us. I just didn't know. The same time, like, what are they going to do if they get arrested? Yeah. For murder. Yeah, right. Like, think about it. And if you think it's fun to bully what is a young child, like... What kind of person are you? Like, why can't you just stand up for a kid and be like, Melinda, grow the fuck up? Well, yeah. Is that telling of who you're going to be as an adult? I wonder. Yeah. I mean, like teenagers, you know, they always say like their little frontal lobes aren't developed and stuff. But I still feel like something that serious is somewhat telling. Well, and it seems they're gonna like, be. yeah, they're lacking a moral compass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you learn things when you grow up that like, oh, well, maybe I should make sure to stick up for people or whatever, Mm -hmm. but maybe I should make sure not to murder people is definitely something that I think we all learn at a pretty young age. Yeah, should go without saying by that point. And like, you're just, you're just a mean girl. (laughs) You're just mean girls. Yeah. Just just... mean girls trying to be mean. Exactly. Um, Hard, shiny plastic. But, uh, yeah, and she's just like, well, we were just young and dumb, like young and dumb. And, yeah, I agree. True. We're young and dumb. But, again, that's like, dumb was this line way back here and you're way the fuck over there. Like, mm-hmm. that's, it's way See that far. line? Well, you never should have crossed it. Exactly. Shanda's family put some of the blame on Amanda. So, they felt like she should have just left Shanda alone and that she's just as culpable as the other four because she didn't do anything to stop it. I mean, I'm obviously we're wouldn't, you know, tell a victim's family how to grieve and whatever, but I'm not. I mean, they also felt like Amanda was too old for her and that she should have not like had a relationship with her. And I agree there. I mean, yeah, I feel like if you find out a girl's 12, maybe step back. Yeah, you're like, "Mm, that's a little young for me. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I mean, she d- if she did turn information into these prosecutors, she told her dad. Her dad told Shanda's mom. Yeah. Shanda's mom moved her to another school. Like It seems she, like she did do something. Yeah, she told an adult and trusted that that would. Yeah. And that's all we're supposed to do. Like, we tell kids all the time, like, if somebody's bullying you or somebody's doing something to you, go find an adult. 
Yeah. I, I don't you trust technically. Yeah. And but. it's on them to, you know, and, and when it gets down to it, like the adults did the things that they could do. Like, you know, they moved Shanda to a different school, but they tricked her. Like, she didn't know Melinda was there. If she'd known yeah. Melinda was there, she wouldn't have gone. And so the people that come to the door are not normally attached to Melinda. So she's not, she's thinking this has to do with Amanda. So she leaves. But Amanda has nothing to do with it. I mean, I don't think Amanda knew what was going to happen. Well, and too, like, granted, I'm again, not the parents' fault or anything like this in this situation, but like, her parents are divorced. So her dad lives in one place, her mom lives in another. Her dad might not know her. her friends are right her real friends are so like these girls come up to the door and they're like hey is shanda home mm-hmm. he doesn't know that they're not yeah. friends of hers or he's like she just moved to a new school great like girls want to come hang out with her that's awesome yeah yeah and then she snuck out of the house like again she certainly didn't deserve to die for it but no you know it's like you can't watch them all the time you know like once you go to bed you trust they're gonna be in bed like you're pretty sure your kid isn't going to sneak out. I yeah. mean, that's just kind of... They did everything that they could do. Yeah, how it is. But Shanda's family believes that Amanda molested Shanda because she was 12 years old, and they say she should have left her alone. So, like, there, I'm, you know, I'm good with... Yeah. And Amanda, or Shanda's mom had told her that she couldn't see Amanda anymore after she found some letters or, like, notes that Amanda had written Shanda that seemed, like, sexual in nature... So, I mean, she definitely was doing what she thought was right there, too. And she was like, you can't see her anymore. So I'm sure when these girls stop at her house and they're like, oh, hey, you want to go meet Amanda? She's like, yeah, I don't get to see her anymore. Yeah. But I mean, like, too, what what is a parent? I mean, I'm not a parent, but what is a parent supposed to do when, like, a kid is, like, consistently coming at your kid? Like, you can say, stop doing that. Yeah. But you and, can tell their parents. And yeah, what do you say? Like, you hear people all the time be like, you can't tell them not to see that person because then it makes it so much more that they want to go see that person. Yeah. That forbidden fruit type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of hope they figure it out. But I mean, but if it's somebody that's much too old for them or somebody that's like, you know, you could get with a, uh, the statutory rape. Yeah. Statutory yeah. rape or something like that. I guess you could press charges. But again, a lot of times what that does is make them just want to be with them even more. Yeah. Plus, do they have to be? Because, like, I don't know that Amanda was old enough to be considered, like, you know, for a statutory rape case, it has to be, like, a minor with an adult. So is there, like, a gap? Yeah, I don't know. I think it might be more than four years, maybe. Okay. Or I also could be making that up. I don't. And it probably varies state to state. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if Amanda was 15 at the time, then it wouldn't meet that criteria no. either. So, I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do. Which sucks. Yeah. But. And Amanda is like, look, yeah, we did have a sexual relationship, but she says it was initiated by Shanda. Now, if you're looking at a statutory rape situation, it doesn't matter who initiated also, it. Also, like, if happen. you're older than her and she's 12, I can't stress that enough, you should be like, hey, Maybe not so much with the kissing for now. Like, yeah, let's is wait. that not like yucky to you? Like, I don't that's know. a like, kid. I just feel like you should be the slightly, I mean, granted, only slightly more mature, but be like, uh, uh, we're going to not 
do that because yeah, you're 12. Now. So yeah. maybe we can like put it in terms of grades, right? So 12 is like five, six, fifth or sixth grade. Okay. And then Amanda. She's 15. Sophomore in high school? Yeah. Oof. Is 12, fifth or sixth grade? My God. Yeah. Sixth grade, I think. Yeah. Sixth, depending. Sixth, yeah. yeah. That's so gross. Like a sophomore and a sixth grader. A sophomore and eighth grader would be questionable, I feel like. Yeah. But that's like pushing the boundaries. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know what y'all schools are like up in Tennessee, but when I was in North Carolina, sixth grade wasn't in the same building with Mm -mm. high school. Yeah. It depended on like how small the school is or whatever. Because there's a private school or something. Yeah. Because there are. Uh, yeah, a couple of like really small schools that are K through twelve, but for the most part, yeah, you go to different. Yeah, because it was like different buildings. It was like sixth grade through eighth grade, and then ninth grade through twelfth grade. Yeah. So like, yeah. why are y'all together? Yeah, all? I wonder how they even met, or yeah, how they would. How are they having dances at the same school and stuff? Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Amanda kind of also in that interview complained about stuff that she lost after Shanda died. And maybe her dad could have done something, you know, when those three girls knocked on the door and Shanda answered the door and he was like, who is that? And that's what I was told. He didn't even know that well, she didn't even not, know who those girls were. You're not blaming was. the father. I'm not blaming the I'm not blaming anybody but the girls that did it. Well, it sounds like you're kind of putting something on the father. That... Well, I mean, they're putting it all on me. We've got a dead, a dead child here, I understand right? That. I mean, come on. Let, let's not, we don't want to throw rocks at a, at a dead child. Right. I mean, they're throwing rocks at me, though. I understand. You know, I've lost a lot during this. I lost basketball scholarships because of it. You know, I got kicked off the basketball team because of it. You know, there's a lot of things that I lost because of it that I had to sacrifice. They just don't know the story. I didn't come on to Shanda like that. She came on to me. You said Shanda's mother's made your life miserable? Well, mine and a lot of my family's, yes. You understand they've suffered a tremendous loss. Yeah, that's all about. You seem pretty smug about this, and I would have thought that you would have had a lot more compassion. I, you, I have had compassion, but just the thought that somebody would call me a child monster upsets me. Interesting. Is there anything you want to say to them? I am sorry that this has happened. You know, ultimately, Shane's father paid the price, too, by drinking himself to death, and, and I really am sorry. I mean, it hurts my feelings, though. They think I'm a child monster because I'm not. Is there anything you haven't said that you would like to say? I never got to say goodbye to her, you know. You know, I didn't go to go to her funeral. I was threatened not to go to her funeral. And I didn't get to say goodbye to her. So there's definitely some... Animosity. Yeah, there's some discord there for sure. Yeah. Um, Lori Tackett's mom, though, told Dr. Phil, my opinion is they kill to feel superior or high on the victim's fear they're thirsty for the spill of blood and she said that lori was destined to kill someone in cold blood and spend the rest of her life in prison how can you say that about your like how not how can you say it because i guess you can do whatever you want but if you think that about your own child like if you think your own child is destined to spend the rest of her life in jail why was she not in some sort of therapy why was she not in counseling yeah yeah why were we not doing something it's just like I can't imagine looking at your kid and being like, "That one's gonna spend the rest of her life." That in jail. one's gonna murder somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, not and then if, but when. we're just gonna see what happens, though. I hope it works out for yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, because she had <laughs> a super deep. bad home life, and Melinda did too. Apparently, her dad, she said, was super abusive, and he later ended up being 
arrested and convicted on, I think, like 11 charges of child sex abuse. I don't know if it was, like, we don't know specifically who the victims are because they were all underage. Yeah. Um, But she definitely had a rough home life, and Lori did too, and Lori was in and out of a lot of trouble and had a lot of problems, and she had kind of a violent history. Melinda ended up getting out of jail really recently, right? Um, Mm -hmm. 2019, I think. Yeah. And so after all of that, so initially, Shanda's mom said, like, if you want to see pure evil, look at Melinda Loveless. She has nothing in her eyes, but just evil. There's nothing there. And then over the years, she she kept up with her. Mm -hmm. And Melinda started working with the program that trains service dogs. So in prison or in uh huh in oh, prison. Okay. So uh, over the years, I don't know if they somehow like kept in touch or something. But Shanda's mom ended up like seeing how well Melinda was doing with that, and she was like, "She really looks like a transformed person. Like she seems like she's made a change, and like all these things." So she ended up donating a service dog named Angel. That's the one Jackie had touched, had held, had named, and I said, um, wow. Jackie has faced criticism over her decision to let Shanda's killer honor her name. Good job. But if you don't let good things come from bad things, then nothing ever gets better. And I know that's what my child would want. My child would want this. She helped me to actually um, heal, forgive, and grow. Rather she wanted that or not, um, she did a good thing. And I would thank her. Couldn't thank her enough. Melinda is training Angel to help someone in need, but Angel is already helping her. Angel is in good hands, and I'm doing it for Shanda, and I'm doing it for her. Yeah. Jackie hopes to give away a service dog raised in prison every year in Shanda's name, and she said she's open to Melinda raising more of them. It's bizarre to me that she's so forgiving and so like involved with Melinda, who actually did the murdering and is so um against Amanda, against Amanda yeah. and so pissed at Amanda. Yeah. And like and all Amanda did was love, like, yeah. quote unquote, because she's a teenager. Yeah. I don't know if her opinion of Amanda has changed over the years like Melinda has, but I haven't seen any statements released about that specifically, but she has Mm -hmm. talked about Melinda and she's just been like, you know, some people don't understand it. It's my decision to make. She was my daughter. And if I hold on to hate forever, then it it doesn't honor my daughter. Yeah. You hear that a lot when people are like, it's, you know, I can't hold on to the hang to the anger forever because it's just making it worse for me. Yeah. But. But it is amazing. Like we literally just talked about this today about how sometimes parents or family members or whoever, they have to point the anger or the blame at something or somebody, no mm-hmm. matter what yeah. it is, like just to make the situation for whatever reason. I don't know if it's easier. To make but sense of it. To make sense of it. Yeah. 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 So it doesn't make sense to anybody else, but it's like it's got to go somewhere. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes it goes with the wrong person. And I mean, like... I can't even imagine being a parent like that. So, you know, however they're coping, you know, I can't knock them for that. But it doesn't make sense. You know, like if if they need to find someone to blame for a while to get through it, like, you know, 
but that can't be the end all be all because right you know just being mad all the time is not going to make it better it's not going to bring your child back right but it's still it's it's never a good thing obviously yeah yeah because you hope i wonder i wonder what lori's been up to like because she she got out didn't she they both got yeah they both got they both got i feel like lori got out for um like even sooner than melinda which is i just i get that they were juveniles but the fact that they got out so quickly still blows my mind yeah, she got out. Lori Tackett got released in 2018. So, yeah, she definitely got released before. So, hopefully, she has made a change, too, because yeah. now these people are back out on the streets. I mean... And I really hope that they got, you know, help in juvie yeah. instead of just being stuck in a jail. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's what you want, especially since if... Yeah, not- if the goal is rehabilitation, yeah. let's make sure they're rehabilitated. Like, take some steps to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a sad case. She was just 12 years old. I know. 12 years old. And this was like, granted, murder is not any age stuff, but it's yeah. very grown up, mm-hmm. like things that are happening around her with the yeah. love triangles and the things yeah. like that. So yeah. I can't. Yeah. It's like if you could shake them and be like, this is not going to matter in even probably a year from now. Yeah. You know, you're not even going to care about this in a year, two years, definitely five or 10 years. Like, but you're going to live with this the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to ruin so many people's lives over something that literally is a drop in the bucket. It's like that case, the other case that we were talking about where, and he was saying like, he tries to tell his kids like to have perspective. He's like, all this middle school shit is not going to matter eventually. Like, you're going to get out of middle school. You're mm-hmm. going to make better friends. You're going to find the love of your life. Who's not, you know, another who's not 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like hung up on it. I yeah, can't. Well, yeah, she's you 12. Should be. Yeah, she's 12. But yeah, like he, you know, he tells his kids all the time, you know, you have to have perspective over it. These things are not going to matter. And they're not the biggest thing that's going to happen in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Because everything at that age is the biggest thing. You oh, know, my God. That's ever going to happen. In your I life. tell kids all the time at school. I'm like this is not as important as you think it is or as you're making it out to be. It's not that big of a deal. It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. But everything's the biggest that's ever happened to them. Yeah. Hashtag hormones. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's the case. Um, thanks again to everybody who recommended the case. Um, I mean, I you know, it's one that's covered a lot, but we always have people say, Let's hear what you think. I about think it. at the time it was the most recommended one we had. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think at the time. Yeah. And of course, thanks to Sloan for researching and recording with us. You're and um, you guys probably heard George and Boone in the background. They are her yeah. doggies. Sorry, and they're they're not podcasters. Yeah, they're well, they're working on it. They're making their debut here. They're <laughs> chewing um, on Tori's yeah, hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, it's either that or we don't have an episode next week, this week. Yeah. You know, when you guys are hearing this, you would have got nothing. So, this is where we are. <laughs> um, and, of course, thanks to Karen Washington and Greg Brock, our producers. And uh, thanks to Britt. Uh-huh. Th- oh, yes. Thanks to Britt. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this case. Connect with us on Instagram or Facebook to continue the conversation. Thanks for listening, and we will meet you back here next week. Bye.
The theme song for the show is created and composed by Stephen Toby. You can find more of Stephen's work on SoundCloud. Our logo was created by Sloane Williams of Sophisticated Crayon. You can find more of her work on Etsy. Visit us at KillerQueensPodcast.com for merch and other info about the show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.